Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually, these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Merry Christmas, friends. The big day is in less than one week, and I can't even believe it's here. If you're still needing a gift or two, this episode might help. Maybe not, but it's possible. We are here in the last episode of season four, and I really hope you've enjoyed this practical tips for Christian living season. It's been an interesting one on our end with a lot of change going on behind the scenes. We added YouTube videos, we changed our recording location, and we said goodbye to our audio engineer. It's been different. But we appreciate you sticking with us and continuing to listen. And if you found us this season, I hope you know how happy we are to have you here. And I hope you'll scroll back to some of our previous seasons where you'll find more episodes to get you thinking, spark conversation, and let you know you're not alone. This week, to wrap up this season and the year 2022, I'm talking about something that is a favorite joy of mine, and I asked one of my favorite people to join me so that I didn't have to talk to myself. This one is different than any other episode we've done, but I hope you enjoy listening in as I share some of my favorite tools and resources for goal planning in the new year with my beautiful sister, Jennifer Short. Jennifer Short. Hello. Welcome to Good Question again. 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 Uh, This is my sister, everyone. She is amazing. Um, And she is somebody that I love to chat with. So I invited her on the podcast. Again, she was on the podcast before, I think probably season one. This seems to be a recurring theme this season. We're having season one guests back again to talk about things. (laughs) So um, we're adding you to the list. Um, Yay. And I'm not really going to be interviewing my sister today, but I will let her introduce herself briefly and tell us a little bit about who she is um, outside of being my amazing little sister. Yes, I am Jennifer. Jen, to those around me that know me, Jen with two N's. This is important. It's very important. Very important. Um, I am a lover of Jesus, a lover of chocolate, a lover of penguins, Um, (laughs) If there was a past life, I think I was a penguin in the past life. (laughs) Uh, I'm a fifth grade teacher of 17 homeroom wild children that I love dearly. Um, I love to do graphic design on the side, which is what I used to do before I was teaching. Um, And I just love kids, period. I love to be around kids. I love to work with kids. I work in our Sunday school department in church and a bunch of other departments and just keep myself busy. So. Besides being your amazing sister. You're my amazing sister and my girl's amazing auntie. And yes, my favorite title. Yes. And we miss you very much. Um, But we're excited to chat with you today. And I invited my sister to talk to me today because I want to share some of my favorite um, tools and tricks for New Year's goal planning. 
And I recorded this episode solo a couple of weeks ago. And like I mentioned last week on the podcast, it didn't all capture. (laughs) And I really had wanted originally to have you on to talk about these things with me. And you were sick. And so this just meant that you had time to get better. And so now (laughs) we can chat. (laughs) And um, I'm not just talking to the camera like a weirdo. And if my mic stops working again, you'll be able to tell me. So all positive reasons to have you here. Um, Glad to be here. But let's talk for a second about New Year's resolutions, which is kind of like an old-fashioned word, I guess, and like goal planning. Is this something that you usually do? No, (laughs) ma'am. All right. So uh, part of my goal then is going to be to convince you to set some New Year's goals. So, So you know that I haven't always been somebody that does this either. No. Like I think I started and I'll talk about it later on in some of these, um, the, the tools and tricks that we get to in a little bit, but I think I started like around 2018, um, making goals for the year. And then I might've done it a few years before that, but that was the year that I like really intensely did some goal planning and had some specific tools for that and, and worked through it. And then 2019, I probably started the year off with some plans. And then we found out that we were being blessed with a surprise, uh, (laughs) darling child, Amelia Kate. And that kind of threw the rest of that year (laughs) into a tailspin. And then of course, everyone knows what happened, you know, 2020 and 2021 was so I was still like in such a fog, I think, from 2020 that I really felt like I didn't, I got to this point last year and I could not have told you like one thing I read, one thing I learned, one thing I did, like, it felt like the, yeah, it was like, it was pure survival mode. And it felt like I, I could, like the whole year was a blur. It was very disconcerting. And so I wanted this year to get back into trying to be more intentional and more focused. Um, and so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this because I, I got a little bit back into it this year and going into 2023, I'm excited to like really dig deeper into making some plans, setting some goals and, um, and accomplishing some things. And it's not just, I think for me, like about feeling accomplished, but it's about who do I want to be? You know what I mean? Like I've, I've heard some, a quote, and I can't remember exactly where it's from or like, exactly the phrasing of it, but it's something about living the same year 80 times and calling it a life. Oh, wow. And like that kind of like hits me, right? Because we get into these grooves of doing the same things over and over. And I mean, I've moved around a lot. You've moved, you've lived overseas, you've done different things. So it's not like our years have all been the exact same. Right. But also like I've learned that I can go through all those experiences and not necessarily change all that much myself if I don't make some intentional plans to do so and then have some tools in place to do it. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, And also I wanted to kind of get a jump on it because I think a lot of times we start thinking about it on January 1st, um, but then I fall into that trap. We were talking before about how like I'm all or nothing in my mindset. So if I don't have the thing that I'm going to do on January 1st, well, then I already feel like I'm behind and there's no point in even in doing it. I'm just going to give up. Um, and so that's happened to me with like Bible reading plans, with exercise plans, with, 
you name it. Oh, I've yeah. planned it. And then if I don't have what I need to start, then I just say, oh, well, it's not worth even trying. So I wanted to kind of get a jump start on that for myself and for our listeners. If you're interested in some of these things, um, maybe when you hear this, there's still time to request some of them for Christmas. Maybe if you get Christmas money, you could, you know, splurge on yourself on some of these items. One thing I do want to mention is that none of these people, I mean, some of these people are my friends, but, but none of these people know that I'm talking about their products. I'm not sponsored or uh, affiliates with any of these people. Not that there's anything wrong with being those things. I would love to be, but I just don't have the, um, what is it, like infrastructure <laughs> of good sure. question media doesn't support us having like <laughs> affiliate links or anything like that at this point in time. These are just all legitimately things that I either have used, have loved, or that I'm interested in using. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Three things that I used and loved in 2022, four things that I've used in years past and really loved, and then five things that are on my own personal wish list that I haven't used yet, but I'm excited to try if I get a chance. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. So first thing that I used and loved this year, chronological Bible reading plan. Ditto. Same. Have you been doing that this year? So yes, I have. I did not, I will, I will not have finished by December 31st, but I will say this is the first year that I did not quit Yeah, in the middle of the year. Yeah. Well, correction there. I have read through the chronological Bible plan before one time, but when I got to that point where I was behind, I would either skip ahead to my favorite passages or to a passage I felt like I needed to read, but I have continued, even though I knew I wasn't get the whole going to get the whole thing done. My favorite Bible plan by far is chronological. Yeah. I, I love it. And I'm the same. I have not gotten anywhere close to complete, completing it this year. Like I'm still, um, I think I'm still in whatever the dates were for like June, <laughs> but I have jumped ahead um, and right. did yeah. like, for example, in November, our ladies group at church, we read the book of Matthew together. And so I put where I was at in the chronological plan on hold and went and read Matthew in November. And then that has led into me reading Luke right now. Like I've just jumped ahead to read the Christmas story in Luke and then just kept reading in Luke. And I, so like our first episode of this season was with Meg Nahara and she was talking about, we were talking about Bible reading and her advice has really helped me slow down. And um, I won't blame Meg for <laughs> me not finishing my chronological plan in a year, but she gave me permission to say like, okay, I'm going to do this slower and I'm not going to, um, beat myself up or feel shame because I didn't get through it in a year. Um, but the reasons that I love a Bible, a chronological Bible plan, and you tell me if some of these are the same for you, it helps me connect the dots of like the big picture story of the Bible. Yes. So if you haven't ever read like this, it does not go in the order of the books that are in your traditional Bible. Those books are not laid out in the order of how the events happened over time. So it starts with the beginning, of course, Genesis one, and then pretty early on in your reading plan, you jump into Job, then you jump back into Genesis. And that kind of stays like through Genesis, Exodus. There's a few Psalms thrown in there um, because mm -hmm. Moses wrote Psalms. Anybody wrote some of the Psalms, which is interesting. Um, but it really, you really start to get the feel of it when you jump into like first uh, and second Samuel, because you're getting a lot of uh, Psalms intermingled with the story of David, which is really cool because you can see which Psalms lined up with which parts of his life. 
Um, and then when you get into Kings and Chronicles, you're reading like parallel um, versions of the same story, kind of like you do in the Gospels. Um, but they're side by side and you see like which details were left in one book, which things were left out of. The- it's very, very interesting. Yeah. And then my favorite part is when you get into the prophets and you start seeing where those prophets um, fit in with the stories of Kings and Chronicles and seeing like, oh, this was happening when Jeremiah was prophesying. And like, th- it really, really helped me understand the Old Testament specifically much, much better. Agreed. So I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you're interested in a plan, um, Whitney Gothra is a friend of mine, and she was on the podcast back episode 15. We talked about spiritual growth in the Enneagram. Her um, online company is called, my brain just went blank, Flourish Studio, yeah. right? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that the Bible plan, she, the resources that she created are called Flourish in the Word. Um, and she has a Facebook group and she has a digital reading guide and journal pages. And that's what I used this year, um, was her digital, uh, plan. And she just, she's, I don't think she came up with a plan herself, but she's made some really beautiful graphics, um, that you can save on your phone home screen, or you can just save print out if you wanted to, or use on like a digital note-taking device. Um, and, it's really, really beautiful. Really, really cool. It has a Facebook group where people are have signed up to read the Bible together and hop on there to talk about their progress, about what they're reading, what they're thinking about it. It's really, really great. I would highly, highly recommend that. But you can, I hope you she can does you, it next year. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. it's been really, really good. Okay. Um, you can do this plan with any kind of Bible, any translation. Um, they even make chronological Bibles. Yes, where it's laid out in this order. That is kind of weird to me. I don't know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. I would rather use my traditional Bible and then use the plan and jump along around. with it. Yeah. Sure. That's what I did too. And what <clears> I've <throat> done, I've used, I looked it up and, appa- and unfortunately it looks like my Bible is out of print, but I have this like gorgeous ESV um, journaling yeah. Bible and it just has like the nice wide margins on the side with lines um, where you can write notes and stuff. It's not like a ton of space for note taking, but if a thought jumps out or something like that, it's easy to underline and then like make a little note on the side, a little bit more space than you have in a regular uh, Bible where the words go all the way to the edge of the page almost. So I, I love, I've loved that. That's what I've been using this year. And I'm, I'm really, really a big fan. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Chronological yeah. Bible plan. It's a great way to, if you, if you, if you've struggled with reading your Bible, it's a great way to kind of overcome that hurdle. I've struggled my whole adult life with feeling um, inadequate because I'd never mm. read the Bible through. Mm-hmm. I was in probably well, I was in my thirties and, you know, I'm a terrible Christian because I've never read my, read my mm. Bible through, you know, which is not the truth for anyone that feels that way. Yeah. Um, and so I just made it a point one year I was in, on the mission field. And um, while I was working, I did have more free time than I would have in a regular job stateside. Mm -hmm. And so that was my goal. And I did complete that goal that year. And I was very proud of myself, but I do agree with what you said about makes giving you permission basically to slow down Mm -hmm. because I noticed during, it was probably more toward like March, April, I had kind of slacked and, um, you know, let life get in the way a little bit in the morning time and sleep it in a little bit and teacher Mm -hmm. tired and all that, you know, 
And um, I would catch myself, like my alarm would go off. And so I would just turn the Bible on audio Mm. um, because some of those, you know, like Lamentations is really hard to get through. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of those earlier books are are kind of you're you you gotta really put your mind to it. And so a mentor of mine gave me permission and she said, if those are a struggle for you, put them put them on an audiobook and listen to them. And I did, but then I got to where I couldn't tell you what I'd read that day. Mm -hmm. And so I really felt um, I guess conviction because I thought, okay. While yes, it's good for my brain to absorb that. I need to be able to know what I'm reading and know what it means. And so mm-hmm. I would kind of sh- not stray, but you know, take a few passages, take a chapter, and really, you know, kind of feast on that portion of it more than just listening for listening's sake. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, I think with any of it, it's like you can get um, into where it's just a habit and it becomes background background noise if you're listening to it or like you just I'm skimming through this to get through it and so that's really been helpful to me really some of the best advice I've ever gotten where she said like just read until something jumps off the page and stop and then meditate on that write it down think about it pray about it and I mean I did it today I got through part of a chapter and I was like I want to read that again I'm back and read it again started making some underlines started writing some notes and then and then my my habit would be to like, okay, finish the chapter or read the next chapter and get one more chapter in. And I was like, no, I I need to think about this longer and I'm going to be done for today. And so, yeah. Yeah. Let your mind. Yeah. Just think about it for a little bit. Yep. See Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the first one. All right. Number two, (laughs) I feel like a, um, a real internet influencer because I can tell you so many people have been asking me about this journal. <laughs> uh, by so many, I mean three. Um, and it was after I posted a picture of this the other day in my personal Instagram stories. This is the Next Right Thing journal. It's uh, it's called A Decision-Making Companion. And it's from Emily P. Freeman. She is a writer and a podcaster. Um, she also happens to be an interpreter or used to be an interpreter, which is one of my very favorite things. Like I didn't know that about her until I had been listening to her podcast for a long time. Um, just a little fun side note. Anyway, she, um, has a podcast also called the next right thing. And she wrote a book based on the first, I don't know how many episodes that she did of the podcast, but her whole, um, goal with the podcast is to help people with the decision-making process. And so she has all kinds of tools for reflection and journaling prompts and ideas for you to help you like really dig down into what you really want, what really needs to happen next and how to like learn how to discern the voice of God in your decision-making processes. So I, I absolutely love her stuff. Um, so, you know, I love journals. I love journaling. I've been a journal journaler since I was uh, a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, since I was a little girl with a snoopy little sister who would come and try to read my diary. Um, I was not <laughs> going to bring that up. So we're going there. Uh, <laughs> but, but really like since maybe for the past 15 years or so, I really got into journaling as part of my prayer and Bible reading practice. And this has just been a way to add a little bit of extra layer to that. And when I mentioned that 2021 felt like it was all a blur 
back in 2018, I had used um, a very in-depth goal planning system that I'm going to talk about later on. Um, But I knew that that was too much for me to jump back into something that intense. And so I used this as kind of like a light version of that. And it's been perfect. It's been absolutely perfect for this year. Um, She has prompts in here for you to reflect uh, weekly, monthly, and seasonally. So I've been doing this like generally on the weekend, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'll try to pull this out and fill in the weekly um, sections of it. And I've stuck with this the whole year. Like I am on the second of the December um, section this, this today, I opened it up and did a little bit in it. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, I don't always stick with things. (laughs) I have lots of uh, half filled journals, (laughs) or like quarter filled journals, or journals (laughs) that I never even like actually wrote anything in. Um, (laughs) Journals of two pages. That's me. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's, this one has been so good. And there are all kinds of lists in here, all kinds of journaling prompts, what I learned this season, books I read this year. Um, but some of my favorite lists are every uh, month you have a list, and I've been I've been adding to it weekly, that's what was life-giving or life-draining this month. So you can write down like, this this thing was really, like, really drained me. And if that thing keeps coming up over and over again, it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that was like a one-time thing and I couldn't do anything about it. Or maybe this is happening often and I need to figure out how to fix this. I love that. Or this is this was um, life-giving, something that I did that was life-giving. Okay, I need to figure out how to do more of the things on that list, right? So that's been really great. But my absolute favorite part of this book has been, she calls them, these are the days. And it's just a place where you can write down what's happening, what happened this week. And so when we were getting ready to come, I think it was like the service um, before we, like on Sunday when we were going to fly to Denmark the next day, uh, Sister Veronica at the church today came up to me and she was like, write everything down. You're not going to remember. You're going to take, you're taking care of kids and all. She's like, write things down and you're not going to, or you're not going to remember what happens. And at first when she said it, I was like, oh, that's so overwhelming. But immediately I was like, no, I have my, these are the days lists and I'm already doing that. And so I've just been jotting down in here, like, these are the things that the kids are playing this week. These are the days of, so back in January, these are the days of number blocks <laughs> and we don't talk about Bruno and, you know, like what <laughs> whatever's like happening around our house right then, uh, the words that Amelia is saying that are, you know, she's not, she doesn't doesn't get them outright. And someday she's going to talk perfectly fine. And we're not going to remember the cute ways she says refrigerator, you know, like whatever, different things like that. But then also the big things like this is the week we came to Denmark, or, you know, we got here and then Abby, like immediately got sick or like, you know, things I'm not going to remember next year or 10 years from now. So it's been really, really great. I feel much more like I'm at the end of this year feeling like I know what happened and what I've done. And I've learned some things and I've so I highly, highly recommend this this book. Um, I love this podcast as well. If you didn't listen to this already, I would say go back to the beginning of her podcast. It's not something that um, it, it's what they call evergreen content in podcasting. Like you can listen to it anytime, and it's not going to be, um, you know, outdated. So it's really, really, really good uh, reflective episodes, and they're very short. She's like fifteen or twenty minute episodes. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. All right. I love it. 
I am taking much longer to tell you about these things than I did when I was talking to myself. (laughs) All right. My next thing that I have used and loved this year and for several years is my Erin Condren Life Planner. My favorite. Now, I know you're an Erin Condren girl too, right? Mm -hmm. Have been in the past, yes. Yes. And she makes all kinds of, I say she, I don't know if it's actually a person or if it's just like the company name, but um, they make all different styles of planners. I know they make a teacher Tons. one. Mm-hmm. Have they you used the teacher, teacher one? Um, I had thought about thought about it very briefly, but I actually use a digital planner, which mm. works much better for me because there are days when, you know, the plan I had just doesn't go or something happens or we have a surprise assembly. And I'm the type of person that if it's written in pen and I have to mark it out, oh my Lord, the nervousness that causes in my brain. Yeah. So I've gone digital just because it's on the teacher side of things for me so much easier to go in and, you know, type in the computer, but yeah. I love Erin Condren. Yeah. Yeah. Her stuff so do is I. Awesome. I was looking at this and I was thinking like, why, why is it about this that I keep going back and buying this version of this planner? And there's a few things. One of them is the fact that this thing is, it just holds up. Like if I, I've bought cheaper planners in the past and, and I can get by with them and they're fine, but this holds up so well. These pages, it says December. I've used this all year long. It's been across the world. I've put it in backpacks. I've put it in books. I've carried it everywhere. It The pages are not falling out. The binding is still holding. And the cover of this is like a vinyl. So like the other day I spilled coffee next to it and it didn't, like I just wiped right off. I love that part. They're very, very well made. But the thing that I really love about the one that I use, I use this like soft bound one because I feel like with the spiral bound, it's more likely to I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's as secure to me. I don't, I've actually never used an Erin Condren spiral bound, so I don't know. But in my mind, spiral is easier for the pages to rip, whatever. Sure. Um, but what I really love is the vertical weekly layout. So instead of the days being like, let's see if I can show you. Instead of the days being laid out, get to a week where there's not anything yet, if I've got one. Um, well, here we go. Here we go. So the days are laid out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so it goes the full length of the page and it's separated out into three boxes, which they're not marked, but I use them in my mind to think of like morning, afternoon, evening, mm-hmm. which is helpful for me because I'm very visual. And what I found is like, I, I use it typically to make to-do lists for the day. Um, and what I started doing First of all, like what you were saying, that fear of like writing in it and messing it up, I have to get over that. Yeah. Otherwise I won't use it. Um, But then the other thing that I've done is like when I was working a lot, I would write in like, okay, working from nine to two and that takes up like this much space in the planner. Well, then there's still all this space where I was putting like boxes of to-do list items. Well, nine to two is a big chunk of the day. And so the amount of time that I actually have to do those to-do list items is not great. And so I was getting to the end of the day and I wasn't checking everything off and I'd feel bad. And So what I started doing was like, I would block off that whole first box. I'm working in this box and there's, there's no room for anything else in that box. So then I only have these two boxes left to put to-do list items in. And it's just like a visual reminder to me that like, no, you weren't lazy today. No, you didn't miss doing something you were supposed to do. Like you, you had a chunk of time that was work and then you had, so I don't know. It's just been really helpful for me. I love the weekly vertical layout. She also has pages at the start of the month. Yeah. What? She actually 
if I'm not mistaken, I think she has a layout that is time based where it has like the timestamps on the side. Yes. And I've seen some like that. I've never used one like that because I don't, like I said, most of the things are like not super time sensitive. Like you don't don't have to happen at certain times. Yeah. I think for some people it works really well for other people. Like I, I've never really thought that that would work, but I haven't ever actually tried it either. So it might, it might actually help. I don't know. I've seen people that do the exact same thing you do where they, um, like block it off themselves. That way they have the freedom to do other things, but the days they need to do that, they can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like it. Um, and the thing about, you know, writing in it and using it that applies to like all kinds of journals and all kinds of, you know, we can get, at least I can get in like a mental rut. I was like, Oh, I started off. I did the first, you know, three months of this journal in the same pen. And now the pen ran out of ink. So now I can't, you know, it's like, okay, Jessica, like, why spend why the money? Are we the same person. <laughs> <laughs> is it our mother's fault? Mother, is it your fault? Yes, it's um, your fault. <laughs> this was this was literally me with my desk calendar at work. So I have on my desk at work, I have my calendar's color coded. I'm very organized for the most part at school. Personal life, I'm not gonna talk about it. But <laughs> <laughs> every month I flip my desk calendar, I have color coded. Uh, student birthdays, uh, one color for meetings, one color for personal, like if I have to go to the doctor or whatever. And I was gone for several days because I was um, sick. And in the hullabaloo of subs, I have a set of my favorite pins on my desk. And, the, you know, those are my things. Some Somebody had actually grabbed one out of mine and put it with the kids' pins. And so I flip and my blue pin is gone. And I'm so frustrated because I have another blue pin, but it's not the same shade. And I was just like, I can't put my calendar out. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same thing. Same yeah. thing. It's a real mental block, and I have to get yeah. I have to get over it because like this planner, she has these great start of the month pages where you can fill them out however you want. They have different boxes. One of them has a, a dot grid. One of them has um, bullet points. One of them has lines, and you can put whatever you want in there. And I had like this whole like, oh, I got to, I have to think about what I'm going to put in these boxes for the whole year. You know what I mean? Like this box has to be specifically for this and it has to be for the whole, no, it doesn't. You can do whatever you want. Like Jessica, knock it off. Like stop being ridiculous. (laughs) So for anybody who is like me, if you buy a planner, if you buy a journal, if you do it, like, yes, get fun pins. Yes. Make it as like entertaining for yourself and as fun for yourself as you as you need it to be, but don't get hung up on it either. Otherwise then it just sits there and you don't use it and you wasted your money yeah. and you feel bad. And so just stop it. Break through, <laughs> break, yeah, break the chains. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Those are the three things that I used in 2022 and I really loved. I fully intend to keep those things going in 2023 as well. Now, let's look at some things I've used and loved in the past. Um, The first one is a book called The Four Tendencies. We've talked about this, I think, right? I think so, yeah. So this is written by a lady named Gretchen Rubin. She also hosts a podcast called Happier. um, And she studies habits and human nature and... um, you know, different things that will make you happier. She's not a Christian as far as I know. Um, Her content is not at all faith-based. It's based in like social science research and just kind of her own experiences. The Four Tendencies is a framework theory that she has studied um, about how we meet 
expectations, which then um, kind of tells us how we're going to do with things like setting goals and setting New Year's resolutions and that kind of thing. Um, so she's broken her, her uh, framework breaks people into four categories, an upholder, an obliger, a questioner, and a rebel. And so the upholder is someone who is really good at keeping up with expectations, outer and inner expectations. So if they have a work deadline, they're really good at keeping it. If they set a goal from their, themselves, they're going to keep up with it. They just, they're good at meeting all expectations. An obliger is somebody who's really good if they have outer expectations placed on them. So like work and school and someone expecting you to be somewhere. But if they set up an, a goal for themselves, it's much easier for them to discard that one. That's me. Um, a questioner is a person who they're only going to meet the expectation if they understand it and agree with it. So they tend then to be very good at setting their own expectations and meeting them, but they're not always going to keep up with expectations from outside if they don't agree with it or understand it. And then a rebel doesn't want to keep any expectations, any goals anyone sets for them or that they set for themselves. (laughs) And I find rebels to be hilarious because I'm like, how do you, how can you not? I don't know. It just makes me laugh. I I don't really, (laughs) I think it's funny. Um, So anyway, I feel like the Enneagram sevens would sort of fit in this category. Maybe some, so. Maybe so. Them, yeah. I, I'm very interested actually in how the four tendencies overlays with the Enneagram, but um, I haven't seen any, haven't seen any research on that, but I think it would be interesting to kind of like try to map it out. I am definitely an obliger. I, I need outer accountability to get things done. And one way that that Thanks. really has helped me this year, knowing that was that I started the year wanting to get back into exercise And I was thinking about like, I started going to a class in January of last year. And I was like, why did Mm -hmm. that work so well? And one, it was that there were people expecting me to be there, but also it wasn't like a huge class where if I didn't show up, nobody would notice. The class I started in was me and one other lady and a coach. And that was it. And so if I didn't didn't show up, they're going to notice. And if for some reason I didn't show up and the other lady didn't show up, if she had a sick kid or she was sick or whatever, then there was the possibility that my coach was going to get up and go to the gym for no reason. And so I felt very much like I need to be there. She's expecting me to be there. It wouldn't be right if I made her, you know, get out in the cold and go to the gym for no reason. So that was really, really helpful for me to get started with exercising again and then got back into the groove of it, remembered that I enjoyed it, was in the habit, and then I kept going. So that was really that one was really, really helpful. Yeah. So I, I would recommend that's why, sorry, I think that's why for obligers, like uh, Weight Watchers in the dining world, mm-hmm. I think that's why their model works so well mm-hmm. is because you have people you're accountable to and that see you every week. And yeah, I think that's the same yeah. kind of concept. Yeah. It's really, really, it's really been kind of eye opening for me and helped me. It also helps you understand other people when you're like, why do they do the things that they do? It's, it's helpful to think about it in that framework. So <clears throat> like I said, she has a book. I would recommend it. I would recommend her podcast. I don't listen to her podcast all the time anymore, but I found myself in the last week, like going back and listening to some of her recent episodes because I'm in that mindset of like habits and goal setting and that sort of thing. All right. Number five um, is something that I learned and picked up from Gretchen Rubin's podcast. And that is back in 2018, whenever I was saying like, I got kind of into the goal the goal planning pretty intensely. Um, she talked about an idea on her podcast called the 18 for 2018 list. And it was making a list of 18 things you wanted to do in 2018. And 
then she's continued it 19 for 2019, 22 for 2022. And so that's to me getting like the lists are just going to keep getting longer, which <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. But I, and couldn't, so, I couldn't handle those odd numbered years. <laughs> I need one more. I need to add one more thing. <laughs> I need an even amount of things to do. <laughs> no, I need an even amount of things to not check off. There you go. I just need the go. list of the boxes to be even. Um, <laughs> But it's just like a big list of things. And what they recommend doing is um, mixing kind of like bigger year long goals, like things that are going to take you a whole year to do with other like one time chores or like that, that nagging thing around your house that you've never gotten taken care of. Like, I'm going to take care of that thing this year or um, that appointment I need to make. I'm going to do it. Like one of the hosts of the podcast, her thing is like, I need to finish my will. And so she's put it on what's kind of funny. She's put it on the list like every year and it keeps getting pushed to the next year, (laughs) but like things, those sorts of things. So like for me, for this year, I didn't do 22. I knew that was going to be too many. Um, but I put something on there. I put, um, perfect the French braid. I wanted to really get good at doing a French braid on my own hair and on the girl's hair. And I practiced it this year. I did it on their hair a lot. Um, and I got really a lot better at it. Um, Another thing was like finish my CEU cycle for my uh, interpreting certificate. That was something that absolutely had to happen this year. Whether I wrote it in a list, whether I put a box next to it, like that had to happen this year or I was going to lose my certificate. So, um, but having it there and writing it down in January helped me map out a plan to get it done by the end of the year and not be like right now scrambling to find workshops. Um, And then other things were like less specific. I put like, I wanted to get back to reading more. I was, I grew up as a bookworm. I wanted to get back to reading more. And I thought in my mind that that would be going to the library, like utilizing the library a lot more. Yeah. And what I actually ended up doing was listening to a lot of audiobooks. And so it's kind of, it's just kind of been interesting to look at like, okay, I, I accomplished that goal, not in the way that I expected to. Um, so my, my advice for, if you make this kind of list is to put one or two items on the list that you can take care of really quickly, like in January that you can mark them off and you can feel like, okay, I'm ma- I'm making progress towards this list. And then you can, you know, check back in with it every month and see where you're at. So that's, that's a really fun idea for how to make a list of goals of things that you want to do. And if you want more information about that, more ideas for that, like I said, Happier Podcast, she talks about it a lot. They talked about recently in the last couple of weeks, they talked about checking in with their 2022 lists, and then they're going to be doing an episode about 2023 lists. So I would check those out. All right. Number six. Um, I mentioned before. Yes. Is it too dark? No, you're fine. Okay. Right, sorry. Go ahead. That's right. <clears throat> Number six, the power sheets goal planner. I mentioned before that um, I had used a system that was very detailed and very intense for goal planning in 2018. And I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it, but it's expensive and it's very time consuming. Um, it has a whole section in the beginning. That's just very, very detailed, uh, personal reflection and journaling before you ever start even making goals. And then it has a whole system for keeping track of those goals. Um, I loved it. It helps you set set the goals and then break them down into manageable pieces for the whole rest of the year. And then she has a list in there where you can track your progress. And she has, what's really cool is like, 
you have the goal that you're going to work on that month. And then you have like a strip. So instead of like being a check mark box, yes or no, I didn't do this. It's a progress bar and you fill it in. Like I made progress on this. So again, it's like helping you break that all or nothing mindset of like, sure. Yeah. I did a little bit, but I didn't complete it, but I can still mark off. Like I did that much. So I really, really love that one. Um, I have links for all of this stuff that you can go look for, but yeah, I love, I love power sheets. All right. Number seven, I actually learned about power sheets from (laughs) Felicia Masonheimer, who is a, another person that I follow on Instagram, podcaster, writer. Um, when I first started following Felicia, she was heavily focused on productivity and goal planning and that sort of thing. She's kind of transitioned her, um, Instagram into more of a theological ministry. And she does a lot more about Bible study and theology. She and I differ on a lot of theological, um, points. I would actually, I wouldn't say a lot on a few, uh, theological points. Um, so I wouldn't recommend her stuff for, for that, but she does have a course that she does. It's a free, um, email course that's called grace-based productivity. So if you're thinking like setting goals, I can't even like function in my daily life. I don't even know how, like, I'm not even, I'm ba- I'm just like barely surviving. I can't even think about trying to set goals. It's a really, really, um, really good course that breaks down those basic routines to help you get into a rhythm to be able to even think about starting to set goals and goal planning. Have you ever done her? Did you, did you ever do this course? I don't think so. I might have, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. It's a, it's like an eight day email course. She sends you an email every day for eight days. Um, and it has like a little, um, just a little prompt for you to kind of think through and figure out. I think I might have. I think I might I, have like one it. of them is talks about like wh- where you're getting stuck during the day. Like where are the places where you're getting stuck? What are the, like, uh, huh. the one that really gets me is the whole thing about procrastination. <laughs> We where did get you, that from our mother. <laughs> where do you procrastinate? Why do you procrastinate? How do you procrastinate? When do you procrastinate? And like helping you really stop and look at your day and be like, oh, I get stuck at this point. Oh, I get stuck here. Um, I did this like back when I was first at home with Abby and it really helped me like set some routines for that. But then I just read, I went back and read it this year and, and had her send me all the emails again <laughs> and went through them all again to be like, okay, I really got to. I really got to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Um, it's really, really good. I really like it. Like I said, it's completely free. Um, you just have to sign up for it with your email address and she'll send you, um, send the course to you. It's really, it's, it's a great place to start. All right. So far, any of those things sound tempting to you? Yes. Yeah. A few. I, uh, I tend to be more of a planner, like, in the notes app of my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if it works, it works. But I will say like in the last, you know, several years, I do use my phone for a lot of that because having it, I want to be a paper planner. Like I love that, Mm -hmm. but having it more visible in front of me is better for me. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. for instance, I had a task I needed to get, get done actually by today. And, um, did I leave it to do till today? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> but for the last two weeks, for the last two weeks, I've set a reminder on my phone to go off every hour. 
And I think I did this accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I mean, I wanted it to like repeat every day and tell me. And I think what I, what I ended up doing was I told it to repeat like at a certain time every day. And instead of like telling it I had completed the task, I was snoozing it. And so pretty much for this, for every hour, for the last week, two weeks, it has reminded me, (laughs) but it has, while it was annoying and it wasn't an alarm. So it was just like a reminder that would come up on my watch or my phone. It's kept that in the forefront of my mind. Like I knew, and I would have a tendency to, even if I put it on my reminders, let it go by. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because it had been bugging me in this instance, it actually kind of worked. Um, So, and the task ended up being something that it has to be put off because of certain parameters. But I knew today on my lunch, I had to take care of that. So that worked really well for me. Yeah. I think in that's this instance. Yeah. It's like finding what's working for you. Right. And not yeah. like having to stick with a system just because you started that way. Like you have to just do what's what works. Yeah. Um, because I used, I did use life planner, uh, Aaron Condren's life planner one year when I was overseas and uh, it worked because I had more, t- more time to sit down. Um, I don't know that I, could use life planner right now just because of the way my schedule is, my life mm-hmm. is because I wanted that kind of planner. I like to devote more time to. Mm-hmm. And so it worked at that time. Um, and I'd used the horizontal layout, but you know, different seasons call for different things for sure. Yeah. Yep. 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 And you got to find what works for you and, and, and what works in the season that you're in. I, for a long time, I never did any kind of digital planning because I just wouldn't remember. I could put it in a digital planner. It was gone. I would never remember it, but if I wrote it down, I would. And then it got to the point where like with Dave and I, with work schedules and things where we had to be sharing what we were, what was going on. Like we had to be able to see where the other person was going to be. And so I had to get used to putting things in my Google calendar, but I will, I will still, if I sit down to lay lay out my planner for the week, I open my Google calendar and I take things out of the Google calendar and I write them in the day planner. (laughs) Because if I don't write it down, it's like, it does not exist. It's just something about the way my brain works. It's just, just the way it is. And see color coded Google calendar is my best friend, Mm. which I've really gotten more into this last year and it works very well for my brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to try to fly through these last five things. They're things that I have not ever used, but I'm interested in, would love to use. And so let's see if we can get through them kind of fast. All right. Number eight on the list. Number one on the five things. Anyway, the next thing is the Deborah project devotional. Uh, Deborah project is a ministry of Urshan college. Um, our good friend, Sister Pebble Wisdom, is part of the leadership of that. She was on the podcast. Um, and this is just a, a devotional that they've put out. It has uh, actual, actually has devotions in them. It's like someone has written something out about a passage and then journaling prompts, places to write your thoughts. Um, it's an apostolic resource. It's available from Pentecostal Publishing House. We have several former Good Question guests are in there as writers. Sister Jenny Russell, Sister Pebble Wisdom, Leanne Alexander, Melinda Poitras and Kaylee Bernard all have devotions um, in this book. And then there, the whole rest of the book, I'm like, okay, well, there's like a list of all of our potential future guests because there's like so many people in there that I'd love to talk to. Um, I'd love to get my hands on one of these. I hope that if you can, you grab one and, and check it out. The next one is the Give Me Jesus Journal from Well-Watered Women. This is a self-guided quiet time journal. So it doesn't have any kind of devotions in it. You date it yourself. You um, 
use it for wherever you're studying. So you could use this along with a chronological plan. It has a place for Bible study notes, for gratitude lists, for prayers, and it's just really pretty. Like the covers of these are always really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are really nice. I've seen them for years online. I've followed their store online. I've never bought one. I they, they're just really pretty, and I'd really like to have one of those. Um, if you you know if you kind of would like something more than just your own blank journal to write in, if you want some you know some a little bit of guidance of what to kind of structure your quiet time with. The next one is another journal. This thing is full of journals. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and it is a, it's from Valmarie paper and it's a prayer journal. So it's a tool for helping specifically with your focus during prayer. From what I can tell, there's not space in here for you to really write out entire prayers. Um, but it does have a place for specific lists. So it's to help you when you sit down to pray and you feel like you don't know what to pray for, or you like get distracted and your mind wanders. It helps to keep you focused. Um, she has lists in there that say things like God speaks. What did God say to you during this prayer time? And then um, what you where you've written down your prayer requests, then a place to write down the answers, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, she used to have an option on her website. And when I went to look for it, I couldn't find it, but she might still have it available where if you signed up for her email list, she would send you an email with the, the format, like a digital copy of the format of the prayer journal. You could print out and try it before you bought it. So that's something if it's still available that I would recommend. That's a Valmarie paper prayer journal. Um, the next one is the full focus planner. We talked about this with Shelly Kuhn when she was on the goodness margin, when she was on earlier this season, she has a uh, affiliate code for that. So if you were interested in it, you could um, use her code. Again, I haven't used one of these, but it's from Michael Hyatt. It focuses on your big three for the day. So like, what are the big three goals you have to accomplish that day? And the thing about this one that I thought was cool was that their website, there's a free tutorial. You can watch this tutorial for how to use the planner, which I was like, oh, that might encourage me to, to use that if I was interested in changing up my planners. All right. And then the very last thing on the list, thing on my wish list, this is just purely for me. Uh, one of my 2022 goals, like I told you, was to get back to being a bookworm. And I am on book 30 for the year, which about halfway through the year, I made that my goal, 30 books for the year. So I'm reading book 30 right now. I'm almost done. Um, this is just called My Reading Life, a book journal. And it's just a place to track your books. That's awesome. It's this is like my nerdy wish list item. Uh, it has a place to write the books that you've read. It has a place to write the books that you'd like to read. It has a place to write down um, how to rate the books that you read a few different ways, how well it was written, how well it uh, ended, how well it made you feel like <laughs> all these things. It has a place where you can write down your thoughts, the date you started it, the date you finished it, like just all kinds of nerdy details. Who needs to know this stuff? Nobody, but I think it would be so much fun. I'm a nerd. I'm not ashamed. So. <laughs> hey, um, sister Val Hughes does this on her own. And I know this because she came and helped. She was a, a former reading teacher for years and years. And she keeps her own journal of books. She's read her top 10 of all time. <clears throat> and a lot of hers are young adult books because of the kids she, she taught, but it was, it's fun. And she will go yeah. back still to this day and look through them. And she's used them to help me as a teacher and to help my kids and other kids. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. I think it's that's one fun. of those things that like, especially if you read a lot or like if the same could be for like anything, if you listen to a lot of podcasts after a while, you forget 
you mm-hmm. kind of vaguely know things that you learned, but you don't remember where or when or whatever. So having it all written down, is just, it helps. Like I said, writing things down helps me remember them. It might be helpful for you. I don't know. I just oh, yeah. think it'd be fun. I love it. Yeah. Some last like favorite um, people that I would f- recommend you following for goals, life tips, that kind of thing. We mentioned Shelly Kuhn from the Goodness Margin. Adam and Carissa King at Dear Young Married Couple, they were also former guests. They always at the beginning of the year talk about um, going out on a date and setting goals together. And they have like a list of questions they work through. I'd keep an eye out on their um, Instagram for that if you're interested in that. Like I mentioned, Emily P. Freeman and the Next Right Thing podcast. Um, another one that I didn't mention anywhere on this list, but Kendra Adachi of the Lazy Genius podcast. Um, she has some of the best tips for figuring out how to to break things down into like the smallest, tiniest steps and to make make goals and systems that work for you specifically, like we were talking about, not trying to fit into somebody else's system, but to make a system work for you. She's amazing. And then again, like I said, the Happier Podcast with Gretchen Rubin. So that's my stuff. Oh, I talked a lot. Wow. <laughs> I hope awesome. this has been helpful to somebody. I hope somebody liked it. Yeah. I did. Good. I'm glad. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we have established that we have to have a good question that we're asking every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have one, but do you have one? A good question you've been asking yourself lately? Uh, so two things come to mind. Can I tell you both? Mm-hmm. I'll start serious and then go not serious. Okay. Um, one thing that came to my mind at the beginning when you were talking about the next right thing journal and just that whole goal setting thing, <clears throat> I was talking to a mentor several years ago and um, presenting a like situation to them and needing to know the next right thing, what to do Mm -hmm. out of this situation. And something that, um, this person said really struck me and I've used it in many situations. I presented it to the person and he said, okay, and where do you want to go from here in Mm -hmm. five years? What do you want to have had happen with this? Mm -hmm. And I've used that or thought of that with a lot of things after hearing that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really good, especially with goal planning. Okay. What do you want? You know, it's just, that's what it is. It's you're setting a goal. Okay. This is what you need. Now, how are you going to get to the, get to Mm -hmm. that goal and what do you want to happen? So that's a really Mm -hmm. good question. And then, um, I teach rowdy fifth graders that are amazing (laughs) and I love them. And, um, our questions that we ask in class are things like today, our, uh, morning meeting question was if Elon Musk was your father and money was no option, what would be at the top? of your Christmas wish list. <laughs> and my fifth grade boys said things like a blacked out Corvette. And uh, one of my kids said a uh, magenta Tesla. And I knew I was old when I thought I would love for Mr. Elon Musk to pay off all of my bills and buy me a new house. <laughs> so our answers to that, that question were vastly different, but those are the kind of fun questions we've been asking in fifth grade lately. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for chatting with me. I, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. You let me nerding, letting me nerd out about journals and uh, books and reflections and podcasts. I know that um, I drive you crazy with my podcast recommendations. <laughs> so um, this was a way for me to sneak in a few more. Uh, oh, yeah. But I appreciate it. I thank you very much. I love you. I miss you. 
I love you too. I'm ready to hug you one of these days. I know. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that. I tend to think that I don't really talk all that much, but clearly when I get going on a subject I love, I could in fact talk your ear off. I guess I'll add that to my things I learned in 2022 list. Thanks so much to my baby sister for hanging out with me. If you heard me mention something you're interested in trying out, there are links in the show notes or the show description, depending on where you're listening. I'd love to hear about your favorite planner or even better, your favorite pens. We didn't even have time to talk about pens. I'd love to chat with you about goals, about journaling, and all your favorite nerdy wish list items. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Jessica Tanderup. That's Jessica T as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Good Question Show. And we would always love to get an email from you. You can send those to goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media. It's produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tanderup. My co-producer, editor, and the man who does a fantastic job helping me keep the kids out of my journals and pens is my husband, Dave Tandera. That's it for this week, and that's a wrap on season four. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast in whatever app you use to listen or come follow us on YouTube so you don't miss it when we return in 2023 with another good question. See y'all then.